0: We got What's going on everybody out there? Simba Ali and you are here at the We Got Content Podcast. You know what it is, baby. Now to everybody out there that's like, I thought I was tuned into the North Star Podcast. I thought I, I thought that I had tuned into the North Star Podcast. What is this We Got Content shit? Yeah, well, the rebrand is on, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> rebrand is fucking on, baby. You know what? Uh, welcome all my listeners out there, all the truck drivers and all the people out there running around doing Uber and Lyft and DoorDash and DoorDangle and whatever you're doing, Some, even to the niggas that are riding around selling weed. Yes, yes, I don't forget about my niggas riding around in the car selling weed. Act, People try to act like they're not contributing to the overall goings-on of America. They are, okay? If my if my bag doesn't get here when I need it, then shit goes fucking <laughs> up, okay? So... When everybody's out there giving shots out to truck drivers and DoorDash and Ubers and Livs for driving, don't forget the motherfuckers who are out here moving weed around, motherfucker. Your weed man dropped that off to you, didn't you? Give him a fucking shout out. Yes, to everybody out there, welcome to the We Got Content Podcast. This is the official rebranding first episode of the North Star Podcast. Now, to all my listeners out there, let me catch you guys up to speed. Um, yes, um, we are rebranding the podcast. Um, This thing has turned into an actual lucrative fucking business. Okay. And when shit gets real, you get people on board, you get, you know, um, advisors and you get board of directors and you get people that help and reshape, refocus and dedicate your energies in the right direction so that they can make money. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's not, I don't think they're so concerned about me making money. They want them to make money, but um, to make a long story even longer Uh, The North Star podcast will be still available. We're still going to do the North Star podcast, but it will be rebranded. We got content podcast will be this to all the people that tune in to hear me give updates on entertainment news, hip hop news, political news, sports news, and you like to hear me talk shit and just, you know, the comedy, the edutainment that is going to be on the We Got Content podcast. Just had that trademark. Give me shout outs on that. Yeah, so that's going to be that podcast, the North Star podcast, however, um, if you've been watching me against the world, is that's what that's going to turn into. What I was kind of testing the waters with, with this me against the world, that is what's going to be the North Star podcast going forward. The North Star podcast going forward will be a podcast dedicated to showcasing the many different places in Minnesota and also the many different people from and in Minnesota. So when you tune into the North Star podcast, you'll be able to visually watch it on YouTube and you will also be able to listen to the podcast um, on different streaming platforms. So when you see TNSP, you will know there will not be any of me, any of me ranting and any of this. This is for we got content, me talking shit, saying anything, being crazy, having fun, being the wild extrovert shit talking, free thinking black man that you guys have grown to love. He's not going anywhere. It's just changing to we got content now if you clicked onto this podcast you probably thought you were clicking onto the North star <laughs> because I'm probably in your library as the North star but if you really look closely you'll see we got content you'll see the new logo and everything else so yes that's what this is the North star podcast actually has not launched yet we will be launching that the next time I upload an episode of what was previously me against the world will be now will now be the North star podcast so Yes, um, and this is this is all about um rebranding, not necessarily, Well, actually, rebranding, yes, but also re-centralizing, focusing. Um, to be honest with my listeners out there, I'm you know me, I'm a, I jump off the edge a lot of times, right? I say things that just come from the heart, and then sometimes I gotta walk it back. So in my heart, I feel like I wasted a lot of time podcasting, but I didn't. The people told me, they said, no, you didn't waste time podcasting because you're such a great podcaster now, just like anything else. You have to do it and do it and do it to get better. So no, you didn't waste anything, but your efforts could have been more utilized if you were doing it in a direction. So now people know exactly why they're coming to listen to me. And once I start putting products out, they'll know exactly why they're buying these products like the North Star podcast, right? I'm going to come out with a whole um, workout regime, how I work out, how I eat. The books that I read, the things about keeping me um, mentally, spiritually and physically stable and sometimes vibrating higher than the average person. I'm going to share those. So that's going to be a part of the North Star podcast, my diet, my physical fitness routines. Um, and also, like I said, showcasing for people who might be visiting Minnesota, you want to know where to eat. Right. You come to Minnesota. Where do I get something to eat at? Where's a good pizza place at? Where do I go to get a drink? What is the nightlife like? Where do I go? What clubs are? um the clubs to go to. What are the clubs that I want to stay away from? <laughs> you know, you gotta know these things. You got to know, hey man, don't go to that one. You want to go to this one, right? Um showcase our wonderful state that has a wonderful history of um making, I don't know what's fermentation. Look at me. Look at Simbali being smart. Yes, we have a great history of fermentation in Minnesota. A lot of breweries here. So I want to get out there and start visiting these breweries, visiting these restaurants, everything. Minnesota has a very, very rich history when you're talking Midwest. East Coast, West Coast, down South. But when you talk Midwest, Minnesota is in there historically. So I want to start showcasing this wonderful, great city that I love, that I was born in. And then I talk shit about also. Okay, let's keep it to be. <laughs> I talk shit about Minnesota. I'm a, I'm a hard motherfucking motherfucker to love, ain't I? I'm, fuck, like the Vikings just won. Vikings just won barely. Shout out to the Vikings! Shit, can we get our- a? <laughs> oh, uh, not that uh, There we go. I didn't mean to laugh. You should laugh because it didn't mean anything. God damn Vikings! It's hard to, it's hard to talk shit after a Viking win. You know what I mean? Like the Vikings. When's the last time the Vikings just blew somebody out, thirty-five to seven, where I can just talk shit and say, "Bitch, you ain't had no reason showing up today." We don't do that. All of our wins be like, "Oh God," you know what I'm saying? Heart attack catchers and shit. So yeah, we just beat uh the New Orleans Saints by a field goal and out there across the pond in london so shout out to the vikings i told you guys i'm not a fan i'm not i'm a real fan i'm an original vikings fan i'm not a fair weather new guy that gets happy over regular season accomplishments okay the next time you see me happy it'll be the super bowl we're up 30 and there'll be 10 seconds on the clock i've already explained this so i don't know why you guys are sitting there tweeting and texting hey what's it i don't give a fuck fuck them man broke my heart all these goddamn times but uh yeah the vikings won. speaking of i will stay on football for a minute here. Um, Tua Tungavailoa suffered a concussion after the Miami Dolphins uh, put him in after the Buffalo game and he continued to get slammed around by two other teams and finally got his goddamn sternum snapped. <laughs> he got slammed on his fucking sternum and then the head coach from Miami Dolphins was like, oh, maybe we should take him out. Now, nah, motherfucker, you should have took him out last week. You know, so now that's the big thing in the NFL. Like, did they leave him in too long? And it's so funny, the NFL is such a um, knee-jerk kind of league isn't it it has nothing to do with preparing and let's make sure we're okay so this doesn't happen or we're better prepared to protect this from happening no that's not what people want to do they want to wait till something happens and then go crying right so that culture in the NFL about nigga you better you know what, what's the saying in the NFL you can't make the club in the tub ain't that what they say I didn't make this up right now that's what that's a saying you can't make the club in the tub that means we don't give a fuck about your injury somebody's waiting to take your position you better get back out there and then all of a sudden when to a tongue i don't even know how to say his name Tua a tongue of a lawyer this motherfucker gets slammed now we want to try to act like we care right now the guy that looks like fucking johnny depp <laughs> the miami dolphins head coach looked like johnny depp <laughs> this thing looked like johnny depp out this motherfucker <laughs> This motherfucker look like Johnny Depp, nigga. Who is this slick talking? He was not a slick talker at all. It's painful to listen to the Miami Dolphins head coach explain. You know, but he comes out. He sure was trying to talk like he cared, didn't he? You didn't care when you had him in two games after he got his goddamn skulls fractured. His fucking cerebellum shook. So don't try to act like you cared now. No, no, we don't care. And speaking of, let on football. Antonio Brown, what the fuck? Whoa. Whoa. Antonio Brown this nigga pulling his dick out at white bitches out in dubai god damn antonio brown you wild ass nigga! (laughs) Uh, oh man antonio brown you want me to be honest with you guys though it didn't look like the white lady was too bothered by it i'm gonna keep it a bean it's yeah this is we got content if i was on the north star podcast i wouldn't talk like this you guys see the difference if i was doing the north star podcast there's no way i would even touch this subject but on We Got Content, we got content! I'm going to touch it all the way. That white lady did not look too unhappy about having a big, big 11-inch dick in her face, nigga. I see mad people. I know what people look like when they don't like it. I know, I know what women look like when they're like, oh, no. I know what people look like when they don't like something. She didn't look like that. Did, for one, let's keep it a bean, guys. She was playing with him in the pool. So I don't understand why people are going to act like this nigga, just some black, some black slave, <laughs> some black nigga, ex free slave without his freedom papers, jumped in a white pool, whites only pool, and just start pulling his dick out on white bitches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure this shit out, you guys. <laughs> I'm fucking up today. I'm sorry. All my buttons are fucked. I'm supposed to be laughing when I'm clapping and clapping and laughing. But anyways, come on. That's what they're acting like. They're acting like Antonio Brown is some free nigga without his freedom papers who jumped in a... And the whites only pulled, pulled his dick out and just start hitting white bitches on the head with it. Like, that's not what happened. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it a bean. He's out in Dubai. Dubai is the sex capital of the earth. Okay? See, I feel like I got to bring my listeners in. Like, Dubai is to the earth what Vegas is to America. Okay? Let's keep it a bean. God damn, you guys are still fucking over there doing that? Yes, Dubai is to the earth what Vegas is to America. It's where you go to fuck. It's where you go to fuck off. And the rich... The rich oil giants bring American bitches from Instagram to hotels and they shit on them. They, they shit on their face and rub it in their face for millions and millions of dollars. Yes, Dubai is where it all goes down it. So this nigga Antonio Brown is in Dubai with a bunch of white bitches in the pool and they having fun. The white, the white broad pulled the nigga's pants off. She pulled his swimming trunks off. That's how his ass got in the air. Nobody wants to talk about how Antonio's black ass got in the air, right? We're just going to constantly bring up that his black ass was in the air. We're not going to talk about how. His, his black ass got in the air it's because she pulled his trunks off so they're already being sexual right now i don't know about you but from the faces of all the women in there they were looking glad when that nigga pulled his dick out let's keep it a bean Nigga pulled his dick out. I seen nothing but smiles. I didn't see any frowns except from the guys who didn't have dicks like that. Let's keep it up, bang! Hey! Yeah, the guys who didn't have dicks like that, little bitty peckers, they were frowning. Oh my God, what is this big fucking big dick floating around in? <laughs> Big dick floating around the pool. Yeah, they didn't like it, but all the women were smiling. Yes. And now we want to try to paint this nigga as some out of control fucking fucking Django. Jingo's running around fucking hitting white bitches with dicks like come on stop playing it all the white bitches loved it everybody in the pool enjoyed it except for the guys with little peckers okay they were having fun in dubai the sex capital of the goddamn world let's put it in proper perspective is all i'm saying i'm not saying what he did was right what he did was wrong i'm saying let's put it in proper perspective okay listening to antonio brown he says Every chance they get to sway the heat off themselves, they use me in the video. You can clearly see she runs off with my swim trunk. See, um, if roles were reversed, the headlines would read AB having a wild night with a nude female. Yet when it's me, automatically becomes a hate crime. OK, it's a little bit. Don't get too mad. But anyways, um, let's see what else happened out there. We asked if he condoned stripping in the pool and exposing himself. Brown text the reporter. Do what you want to do, pussy. You white boys are dead already. All right, Antonio Brown, this nigga is tripping. (laughs) Antonio Brown is tripping. But yeah, I think, I just feel like everybody, especially white people, that's why I love, I love, I love it. I love when we try to act like, oh, these liberal white people, wait till a nigga do something. Yes, if you think that white people, and it's, wait till a nigga do something and look at all the white folks that you see with Black Lives Matter in their windows, I cannot believe Antonio Brown. They're not putting in proper perspective. Wait a second, she's smiling, she's playing with him. What is going on? Did this nigga just walk into a pool, push a woman in the pool, and start pulling his dick out? Because if he did that, then we need to get him. But if these two people are having a consensual fucking pool situation, why the fuck do we care about it? It's not our fucking business. Just like Udoka. You know what I'm saying? Two people fucking. That's between him, Nia Long, and his family. Why is that shit all over the news? It's just two consensual adults having sex. It's not a crime. Okay, god damn, got your back, Antonio Brown. God damn, that nigga was tripping though, nigga. He when he goes, when Antonio goes, he goes, and that's the funny thing, you know. As you when when Antonio Brown starts to unravel, oh boy, oh god, it's about to be a fucking show because you know the nigga's gonna unravel all the fucking way. The nigga's not gonna stop himself and say, okay, I went a little too far. It's all good. No. The nigga's is going to fucking we're waiting for the grand finale. When you see one firecracker come from Antonio Brown, wait for the grand finale. It is coming. All right. What else is going on in the world? Yeah. To a tongue lower the fucking concussion and shit. they they try to put him out there for this week's game. Did you hear that Miami? <laughs> I think he's clear to play today. I think it, it clearly was is not his neck. It's his back. Motherfucker. He needs to rest. God damn. Ah, what else is going on in the world? Oh, R.I.P. to Coolio, man. Yes, Gangsters Paradise. I can't play any music on this podcast because I do not want to get my channel struck. But yeah, R.I.P. Coolio, man. Gangsters Paradise, man. This, that was a big. That was a big loss. He was only fifty years old. He's not a real old dude, man. I swear, with the, our living our lifestyles, black people our lifestyles. We need a big shift. We need a heavy shift in the foods that we eat and pretty much everything that we put into our body. That we were taught is okay to put into our body culturally. We need to check these things. We're checking out. Yeah, our old ancestors, if you look at grandma and them, you look at the old ancestors, they 100 years old. Some of them motherfuckers live to 100 and a half, nigga. You know what I'm talking about? Grandma and them and grandpa and them, the ancient ones. Nigga, they be 100 years old, 100 and a half. Nigga, my generation and the new generation, nigga, y'all can't even make it to 50, nigga? And I'm not, this ain't about no joke with Coolio. Coolio is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Gangsta's Paradise, nigga. Come along and ride. He made hip-hop fun, fam. He made West Coast hip-hop fun, nigga, when it was nothing but gangbangers and killers out there. Let's give Coolio his fucking props what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, nigga, you guys don't understand. Because you guys weren't around. I was around, nigga. Hip-hop was dangerous when you went to the West Coast. There was no smiles. There was no laughs. There was no playing. It wasn't. You can't name West Coast niggas that were playing. Digital Underground, kinda, okay? But Coolio made it fun when you seen a West Coast nigga with braids, you thought, oh, he might be a Coolio, right? When you seen a nigga with Dickies, khakis, French braids, cut off khakis, French braids, and house shoes, you normally thought you were in danger. But then a guy named Coolio came along and made fantastic voyage. Come along and ride on a fantastic voyage, and a bunch of other songs that made you think, hey man, these gangsters have a fun party side to them. Yeah, man, and that's Coolio. Rest in peace, brother. And it, and then, you know what, Coolio, I. <laughs> there's so many places that I want to go on this podcast, but I'm not going to do it. But Coolio was making good money. And a lot of the rappers that came from the nineties are making good money overseas. And I didn't, I I had to delve into that a little bit because as you guys remember that academics was firing shots at the old rappers, he called them dusty. So I had to do a little bit of research, like all oh, these niggas are dusty. Now they're still not, you know, they didn't do what they were supposed to do with hip hop. But when you look at them, they're touring overseas, making good money. And I'm like, Why? Why the fuck would rappers from the 90s make good money touring overseas? Well, uh, overseas as far as Europe. Europe is like Duluth, Minnesota, right? Do You guys remember, did you guys see me on the Say No More podcast when I was talking with my brother Wayne about how Rochester and these way out places in Minnesota, they're almost like 10 years behind us? That's what's going on in Europe. Europe is in the 90s when it comes to hip-hop. Europe right now is in the late 90s. Where America was in 1998, 99, that's where hip-hop is overseas. I didn't know that. So, yeah, Coolio was making good money. Um, I love the interview with 50 Cent when he was giving the story with 50 Cent. when He said 50 Cent knocked two niggas out and slammed two niggas together and then, shout out, legend. Yeah, Coolio, you're definitely a legend, man. And rest in peace, brother. Um, condolences to his family. Um, But he did a great, he did his thing. You know what I mean? The the whole purpose of being human is trying to make your fucking mark, man. Once I make my mark, you can fucking take me. I swear to God. Once I make my mark, nigga, I made my mark and people are talking about me and they know who I am from this side of the world to that side of the world. I don't give a fuck when I go after that because I'm going to go regardless. I just want to make my mark. I don't want to leave not making my mark. That was always my biggest fear. I've never had a fear of dying. I had a fear of dying before I make my mark, man. I want to make my fucking mark one around the world. Yeah, you know I'm talking. About? I don't want to have my one around the world. Shit, Coolio got his one around the world. So this isn't a day to be sad. This is a day to celebrate the life of, and we're gonna do that on the North Star Pod. Oh, here we go again. Sorry, we're gonna do that on We Got Content. God damn, we, we can put that in when you say North Star Podcast, nigga. This ain't the North Star, motherfucker. There's no way, motherfucker, would be said so many times on the North Star. This is We Got Content, and on this podcast, we want to give Coolio his flowers. Ah, rest in peace, Coolio. Uh, what else is going on? Brett Favre steals Mississippi welfare funds. Brett Favre, what are you doing? Yeah. Brett Favre out here stealing welfare money. God damn, Brett Favre, you red-faced motherfucker. Yeah, Favre, you out here stealing broke folks money in Mississippi, too. That's one of the poorest places on planet Earth. You know what I'm saying? Mississippi ain't got shit, nigga. They still got fucking plant slaves. Mississippi still depends on slaves, nigga slaves. You down there fucking with welfare money, Brett, you goddamn thief. What's funny is this isn't making more news coverage. It's funny that Adoka's plastered all over the goddamn news for just fucking. That's all. Adoka didn't do nothing. Just fucking him and the bitch fucking. You know, that's between him and Nia Long, but Adoka ain't hurt nobody. This nigga's all over the news, right? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Antonio Brown and his dick is all on the news. He ain't hurt nobody. He's having fun, fucking with bitches out in Dubai. You know what I'm saying? But he's all over the news, painted as a bad guy. But this nigga, Brett Favre, old number four. Oh, yeah, old friendly number four, Brett Favre, the great guy everybody loves. This nigga just slides under, <laughs> stealing fucking welfare funds from people in Mississippi and niggas at that. You ain't stealing welfare funds. Now you stealing niggas' welfare funds, man. What, we going to talk about this at all? No. See, that's what I'll be talking about, selective politicking, man. Get selective. You get selective as you get to moving. You guys see oh man, we don't have the same energy for this as we do with other things. <clears throat> All right, what else is going on in the world? Did you guys see the BKFC fight? Hey. shouts out to Lorenzo the Juggernaut, motherfucking Hunt, you motherfucking black fucking warrior. That's what I'm talking about. I love when I see black warriors, nigga. They try to put the white boy in there with the American trunks talking about Jesus, and we went and got our black. Negro fucking warrior, Mandingo fighter, nigga. We went and got our Mandingo fighter, nigga. And he'll beat the shit out of anybody from Russia, from America, from Cape Town, from Africa, from Mexico to New Zealand, London. I don't give a fuck. Can't nobody beat the Negro, you motherfuckers. When the Because ne- it's all about tapping into your ancestors. That's where your power comes from. If you can tap into your ancestors, that's where your power comes from. Russians tap into Russian ancestors. Whatever Russian people went through, vodka, suicide novels. That's what they tap into Mexicans. They tap into their ancestors, La Raza Mexican food, salsa and tacos and that shit, right? That's what they tap into. And that can give them power over a mere mortal. Yeah. You got somebody that doesn't know how to tap into their ancestors at all. Well, that Mexican tapping into salsas and tacos and shit, he'll fuck you up because that is a power. Now he is tapping into his ancestors. So yeah, white people, they tap into their Vikings ancestors and their Irish Celtic ancestors. Everybody taps into their ancestors and kicks ass. It's the only Negro running around in the UFC and the fight world and the world period. And we can't seem to accomplish anything because we ain't attached to our ancestors. But one guy is one guy in the bare knuckle fighting. What is it? Championship? Whatever the fuck that league is called. BKFC. There's his name is Lorenzo. Goddamn damn. Juggernaut Hunt just beat the shit. Either the biggest white boy they can put out, the biggest white boy that Louisiana had, they put him in the ring, and our Negro Mandingo warrior knocked his motherfucking ass out. You goddamn right we got content. Lorenzo juggernaut Hut making him a double-time, a two-division champion. He's a cruiserweight now, and he was the, um, I think it was middleweight, if I'm not mistaken. So that's two belts now. Yeah, yeah, you guys can be mad and you can scratch your ass and get glad, but Lorenzo Juggernaut Hunt just did it again. Nigga, bare knuckles with these, Nigga, the knuckles. No kicking, no wrestling. Nigga, can you handle that? Now, this fight did get a little, it got a little saucy. It got a little saucy. It started out um, Juggernaut, bang, bang, kind of rushed him, um, hit him with a nice three piece and a biscuit. Homeboy fell on the ground. Juggernaut gave him the, the fight. You know, when we fight, we fight from the dirt. We come from the mud. So Juggernaut hit him with a little extra, but he stopped. He didn't hit him, but he almost hit him with a punch when he was on the ground. Because they kind of clashed into each other. The big white guy fell on the ground. Juggernaut hit him with a nice three-piece and kind of fell on top of him. And when he was on top of him, Juggernaut was like he was in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Lorenzo was back in the streets and he was going to give him one again. But he was like, oh shit, this is professional. Okay, this is right, this is professional. So he stopped. And but the white dude tried to fake like, he tried to fake like, oh no, he got me. I'm hurt. So Juggernaut said, don't be a bitch, man. Come on, let's fight. Let's give the people the show. Don't try to use this as a way to get out. And he did. Shouts out to, my, to the white American. He did. He got off the stoop and said, let's fight. And then he started putting, a, uh, had a good fight. Busted Lorenzo's nose, hit him with a nice stiff jab, busted that nose open. He was pressuring uh, Hunt. He really was. But Hunt showed that it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving motherfucking forward okay and Lorenzo put that he tapped into his ancestors they gave him that power you know what I'm talking about that plantation power that power that can only come from years and years of picking cotton plantation coming from middle pages from motherfucking overseas in Africa crammed on the bottom of a boat nigga you know what I'm talking about yeah 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 we tapped into that shit nigga and Lorenzo beat his motherfucking ass and won his second belt shots out to the motherfucking Lorenzo hunt let me hit the right, <laughs> right here. God damn I got to get in here more often. I, I do not know my buttons. I swear to God, I know the bottom ones, but I do not know the difference between the clap button and the um, applause. But shout out to Lorenzo Hunt, man. One again, cruiserweight. He said he wants to step up to what's next, light heavyweight? He, him and the Marine are going to meet up. Him and the Marine, Mike Richmond, are going to meet up. It's just going to happen. It's just a matter of when. They're going to meet up. They have to. It's the biggest fight, bare knuckle. Now, bare knuckle fighting We want to see if you have the Dana White power. That's another thing. I was watching BKFC. I was like, if I was a millionaire or a billionaire, not a millionaire, I wouldn't spend my millions on this, but if I was a billionaire, I would definitely buy BKFC. They got a good product. I think that Dana White owns it and he's keeping it a little bit lower than UFC because I see a lot of potential for BKFC. Like I would have thick bitches. You know what I'm saying? If I was... If I bought BKFC, first thing I would do is have I uh, take the the normal bitches that because because uh, UFC got stats already. They already got the you know the perfect 1990 model bitches, the ones that look like models in the 90s. I would have the thick horses out there, the big thick stupid donkey, just stupid down south, just stupid thick bitches out there. Where it's like, come on, bro. Them would be the ring cards. I'm changing that, right? I'm changing the entrance. I want the entrance to be in some kind of motorized vehicle. I don't want them to walk, right? I want there to be music playing and DJs. That guy who's trying to be Bruce Buffer and was announcing, he's trying to be Bruce Buffer. It wasn't working. We need a new announcer. We need new, uh, we need like that Joe Rogan, the guy. I would just change it up. Just a few little things. Just a few little knocks, bang, bang, bang. And we could, BKFC could really be that, that thing. Like, can you imagine Conor McGregor in bare knuckle fighting? Can you imagine that? Like him getting it on? I can really see it. And also, who else fought? Was that Rothwell? Yeah, Big Ben fought. Big Ben Rothwell fought. A lot of MMA fighters are going into BKFC. I think Chad Mendes is over there now. Um, um, I think Paige Van Zandt, the female, she's over there. So, yeah, BKFC is kind of being a funnel for almost older UFC fighters right now. But I think it could still be something that, because honestly, honestly, deep down, we just like to see a fight. People just like to see a fight. We don't necessarily need the glitz and the glamour, although the UFC provides that beautifully. The UFC provides... All we want to see is a fight, but UFC really makes it a spectacle. You know, they like do, he's like the uh, gym bus. He like puts a show on to something we would watch anyway. We, we would watch a basketball game, but God damn, when you when you bring the Laker girls out here and you bring all the glitz and the glamour and all this, damn, it really sells it. So that's what Dana White does with UFC. And when I look at this BKFC, I'm like, shit, they got a good product here too. And then they got personalities like Lorenzo Hunt, right? They got personalities like Juggernaut Hunt, Mike Richmond. They got these people over there that are interesting if you just pay attention. So, yeah, I'm becoming a big KFC fan slowly. And Lorenzo Juggernaut hot is my favorite pugilist. Um, Try to see if I can get him on the North Star podcast. Uh, But, yeah, that was a great fight, man. Great fight. Three great fights. One brother got his ass whooped. He looked like Kanye West. I think his name was Nathan something. He didn't bring it. But the other guy's um, big, tall, lanky brother. I thought he was going to get fucked up by the muscle-bound short Mike Tyson-looking white dude and the brother end up piecing his ass up. I love it. Them knuckles, man. You muscles don't mean nothing against knuckles. Muscles don't mean nothing when it come to them knuckles. You smell me? That's what I be liking, man. Fighting really brings out fighting is not like what it is in the movies. In the movies, the big muscle bound guy versus the skinny guy, you're going to lose. But in real life, nigga, <laughs> what have you been through? That's what Juggernaut Hunt said. That's what Juggernaut Hunt was talking about in his post on Instagram where he pinned my post. He pinned my comment and he said. Give me the big shout out. But he was talking about um, what makes you strong. What makes you tough is what you go through. Right. It's not the people cheering for you. It's not the people who like you. It's not the people who pat you on the butt. What did you go through? That's what makes you um, resilient. That's what determines how tough you are. Right. So there it is. Shouts out to Juggernaut Hunt. Uh, Two weight. Damn. Division. Damn. Cruiserweight and uh, middleweight. He's kicking ass. If you hate fucking Juggernaut, you're just hating Fam, just say it. Just be racist. Just come out and say it. Like he said, I'm American. You're American. You're not American. I'm not American. That motherfucker be fooling, man. He be fooling in his, his, um, what is that called? Is it the entrance? When he comes out, is that, is that what it's called? The entrance? Like Israel Adesanya is a great entrance. He comes, his entrance is, is immaculate, right? But this juggernaut hunt, my man over there in uh, BKFC, the juggernaut, he got great entrances, man. And shout out to the sister who came out with the belt. I think she's a fighter, too. She might be a fighter or or a a bodybuilder. I think she might even be a fighter. But she came out. She owned the show. He came out with the Man, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. And to perform. That's the part about um, the sport that people don't understand. And that's why you see so many fighters, they don't have personalities. They can't sell the fight. They don't know how to speak. That's a hard thing to do. To be able to sell a fight. To be able to memorize lines, to come up with these quotes, to come up with these characters, to do these things to get people to watch the fight. And then on fight night to be able to execute, knowing that you set that standard for yourself. These are big obstacles, people. These are big challenges. Just like for, um, I want to rem- I can't remember the white guy's name that he fought, but he was fighting in his hometown and you could see the pressure. You could see the pressure on his face fighting in your hometown. That's the same kind of pressure, but. Lorenzo had his pressure because I just built this fight up and I'm building me up as being the baddest motherfucker in the bare knuckle, bare knuckle fighting game. So that's a pressure when I talk the way that I talk. So to be able to cash in on that, man, that's a bad motherfucker. It's going to take another bad motherfucker to beat Lorenzo Hunt. Please don't be mistaken and think that, oh, Jesus is going to do it. No, God is black. The world is flat. I'll let, I'll, I'm going to let Lorenzo Hunt tell you God I'm not going to sit here and tell you all let Lorenzo Hunt God is, flat, God is black And there wills no champ Unless I say so God damn it Motherfucker. fucker Say again Lorenzo Hunt The world is flat God is black And there wills no champ Unless I say so Ladies and gentlemen, uh, your champion. <laughs> the motherfucking champion. Yeah. you goddamn right. The earth is flat. God is black. And ain't no champ unless I say so. Lorenzo motherfucking juggernaut hunt put paws on that boy. <laughs> he put hands on that boy. Yeah, that's goddamn right. We had a whole fucking party in Minnesota. I had everybody watching BKFC. Motherfucker, fuck UFC tonight. It's BKFC. We got a Mandigo, a Mandingo, Negro, Plantation, ancestry champion stepping in this motherfucker nigga this is about something bigger than that shit this nigga's he's bringing jesus into it he's bringing jesus and america red white and blue into it that ain't fair you're cheating so now i'm bringing my shit into it nigga this is nigga ancestors nigga this is nigga shit and my boy put hands on that boy thank you thank you thank you juggernaut motherfucking Hunt. ah all right everybody out there we're having fun on we got content wgc if you're looking for the hashtag the bet awards went on oh shout out to the bet awards god damn i remember there was a time when i would never miss the bet awards i would like fuck that nigga i'm watching the bet awards and i'm like i don't give a fuck who wants to watch these evil demonic fucking clones these black people that have brought the expectations of what it is that we're supposed to be down so far i don't want to watch these niggas schmooze around jump around they can't perform their songs are not It's like ah whatever I'd rather watch, what did I end up watching? I think I watched Seinfeld or some shit like that. <laughs> I think I watched, like, some other shit. I was watching some. I was like, damn, ain't the BET Awards on right now? And I looked up, I'm watching fucking Office. That's what I was watching. I was watching episodes of The Office. That's what I was watching. Episodes of The Office. It's the first time in forever, nigga. Fuck the shit. What do I want to watch? Wallow and Gilly? I want to watch Wallow and Gilly run around and look like, <laughs> Wallow and Gilly look like niggas that won the backstage pass, like fans. Fans that filled out information. You want to come to the backstage and these niggas run around. Hey, 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 hey. They're playing. They're, they're photobombing shit. They're acting like little kids, nigga. These niggas is acting like little kids that's so happy to be somewhere. They can't conduct themselves like players. Ooh, hey, hey, hey. They're being all giddy and shit. I'm like, damn, my nigga. You do know these motherfuckers, right? I, w- I couldn't even imagine being like that. And I've never met them people, but I got to try to keep it play as possible. But you know these niggas. Gilly. And you running around acting like a happy teenage girl, nigga, around her first pair of balls, nigga. This nigga's just laughing and giddy it and couldn't even ask questions. Did you guys see when i spies came in? They did exact this nigga's a munch. Well, Waddle's a munch, ain't he? Well, was a munch. It's like, bro, come on, my nigga. Damn. And then the nigga start dancing and she, You can just see how happy niggas is. I'm like, I'm happy. I'm happy. Good. I'm happy everything's going good for you guys. I'm not hating. I'm just saying I can't watch it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, hey, this is bad. I'm just saying I can't watch it. I'd rather watch The Office. i rather watch The Office than watch Wallow and Gilly, fucking grown man groupie at the fucking BET Awards. I'm sorry. And to watch the horrible performances and to watch the people just sit there and try to be as much like rich white people as possible. Why the fuck would I want to watch that? I like watching black people be black. I don't, if I want to watch white people be white, then I would watch the, what's that other shit? The Met Gala and I would watch the Grammys and the Oscars. I don't watch that shit either. If it wasn't for Will Smith slapping the shit out of Chris Rock, I wouldn't have known what the fuck was going on there either. Okay, yeah, I don't watch that shit. I don't want to watch white people be rich and up. I don't who watches that? Who likes to watch anybody, black, white, Asian, anything? Rich people being rich and snobbish and we're up here and we're walking down red carpets and it's all about me. The fuck I wanna watch that for. I like watching niggas be niggas. That's why I like the BET Awards. Yeah, that's why we originally liked the BET Awards, because it was niggas being niggas. you seen the hip-hop artists coming with their khakis and Ice Cube coming with the chucks, and it was just niggas being niggas. Like, oh, this is us. No, we're just like white folks, man. So if I'm going to watch something, I'd rather watch the Oscars. If I'm going to pay my attention to upper echelons, I might as well pay attention to the originators of it. Yeah, the people that originated it and do it the best. Why would I want to watch the knockoff version, the little nigga knockoff version of the fucking MTV Awards or the Grammys or the Oscars? Yeah, this is how we think white people act at the Oscars. We want to do our best impression of rich white people. Oh fuck you! I don't want to watch that shit. Office. <laughs> Office. Yeah. I'm watching Office. Fucking crazy! You want to watch you niggas? I'm I'm so fuck out of here! You son of a bitches! Ah, uh, what else is tearing around the world? Speaking of the tearing around the world, fucking Hurricane Ian. God damn, pray for those out there down in Florida dealing with that shit, man. That shit is crazy. Hurricane Ian, but this this shit happens, you know. These things happen, and I think this is a bigger sign of big climatic a big clim, climatic climactic change. God damn. How the fuck do these why would people make words like that? This is a big but this is a big sign of a climac change and what's fucking me up is how people are dealing with it like there's no kind of curiosity by the human race like what's going on and we're just going on about our day posting hashtag and you got some niggas down there playing around going viral down here you know what's happening it seems like did you guys see the netflix movie um don't look up with leonardo dicaprio and uh tyler perry was in it a bunch of people in it um but it was about the comet that was going to strike earth right And it was showing how human beings would conduct themselves if such a catastrophe catastrophe was befalling us. Right. That was that that was the key about don't look up. It wasn't the comet. It wasn't anything else. It was showing that where humanity is right now, this is how we would react if we did get the news that we were going to be dead soon and to see people going about their lives and playing all the way into the end all the way until the very very end the chances that we had to do something we had a window there's always a window so the very second that it came up on our radar that there's an earth or there's a meteor heading for earth an earth ending meteor from that point that's all you get the, the the leaders and the heads of the world the second that somebody said it's coming that's your clock it started and from that point The earth and people on the earth have to do everything in their power to deal with this situation. But when you looked at the movie, don't look up, everybody just kept going on with their day until it starts saying, yeah, it's going to be here tomorrow. Then people start burning and screaming and hollering, burning and yelling in the world. (laughs) But it's like, and that's the same thing that's happening now. When you're looking at these hurricanes, something's going on people. Yeah. Something big is happening on planet earth. Something very big as far as our planet. It's terraforming. It's changing. And um, China is discovering limitless energy on the goddamn moon, right? So there's things that are going on in the world and why they keep us stuck in the stupid shit. There's a reason for that, people. There's a reason. The reason why is because a dumb person is way easier to control than a smart one. And when you have smart people that are engaged, Uh, with other smart people in their communities, then they can come up with some kind of fight back against the people who are moving on political and financial agendas. There are people in the world who are just strictly moving on political and financial. That's what they're motivated by. But when you got the thinkers, we have to make sure that the world, the world is motivated and controlled by thought and thinking. And right now, too many thinkers are not working together. We're actually separated by our thoughts. Right. I think this, you think that. So we try to separate instead of coming together and representing a coalition and organization of thinkers. These are the people who think outside the boxes, their brains work different, and now they have a group that needs to be how the world moves. If you have a group that's motivated by political agendas and financial and money agendas and that kind of thing, then you're going to have a planet that is not prepared to deal with. Impending dangers from the outer space or dangers that come here. Hurricanes, earthquakes, floods, volcano eruptions. Because we're, our leaders of the world, are thinking about money and politics. So, but yeah, that was, that's crazy. Fucking, oh, and Elon Musk made a fucking robot. God damn, Elon Musk made a goddamn. We robot. Have Elon Musk. This nigga made a fucking robot. It's here, guys. So stop all the whole, the matrix is going to get us. Hey, it's over. That's a, that's an old fight. nigga. It's over. Elon Musk has made a goddamn robot that you can buy for $20,000. That'll walk the dog for you. I'm telling you right now. That's what you want. Your dog walk by this 20,000 to walk the dog. It'll move the boxes. It'll mow the lawn. It'll do everything. It'll fuck your bitch. Okay. It'll fuck your bitch. You need to tie. Look, I can't fuck go robot. Go hit her off. Right. This is, what's, this is what the world's coming to. Yeah, it's too late to try to say, oh, let's try to get ahead of this and stop it. Ah, uh, that's stupid. Elon Musk is running the world. See what I'm saying? Do You see what I'm saying with one thinker? That's just one thinker. That's one thinker. We're supposed to have a whole coalition of Elon Musk's, right? That's where our power, Elon Musk and his coalition of thinkers are supposed to tell the politicians, the warmongers, and the money people, this is what we're doing because we're smart. We'll... Us thinkers will come up with a fucking death ray and zap all you guys if you don't listen to us. No, we're not dumping our resources into this. This is what we're doing for planetary um salvation. Fucking motherfuckers trying to put out the COVID and monkeypox. Whatever happened to monkeypox, by the way? Isn't that funny? My fucking monkeypox came out and then all of a sudden it went away. Like that viruses don't do that. People, what the fuck? Monkeypox, monkeypox, monkeypox. Oh, never mind. One nigga, but that's because that nigga came out, didn't he Showing sure. how I was just playing around. The nigga was putting b- bumps and shit on his face. The monkey pox, monkey pox. Uh, that's, that shit is funny. Uh, yeah. So yeah, don't, don't believe everything that you read and believe less of what you see. Um, all right, uh, here we go. We got content. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Was that the BET awards? Uh, I think we covered pretty much everything today. This is a pretty much in and out episode. I just want to make sure that I got that Monday upload. Um, we will be back. I might do another episode, actually, just during the week, just to actually get my feet in. I kind of ran in here today, been running around all fucking coach. I got fucking smashed. Yeah, I was coaching, coached two games in the tournament today. They put us against, I coached seventh grade boys. They put us against high schoolers, ninth grade boys. One of the dudes was six. I could, I'd have a problem guarding him in the post. Nigga was like six foot fucking three, 230 against my little guys out there so we got beat like 112 to seven you <laughs> know we got beat like 112 to seven seriously it was a smash so I'm pissed off because it's like why would you do that so I had that today having all kind of things running around so I just wanted to make sure but I didn't want that to dissuade me from coming in I really didn't feel like doing the podcast today to be honest with you guys I was gonna say fuck it not do it but I said nope this is the process consistency every Monday you guys will be getting an episode and just like everything else, they're going to be better ones than others, right? This one, you got some people, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really listen to the episodes back unless I'm editing. When I'm editing and putting up little footage, then I'll listen to find the best part. But I don't really do the listening to my podcast, right? So I don't know. You guys will have to tell me. That's another thing that I'm creating is a chat group. Where I want engagement people. I want the people, if you're listening to the North Star, I said it again, sorry. If you're listening to the We Got Content podcast, make sure to make yourself known so we can start to create this community so we can engage, talk, I can bring you guys into the podcast and everything that we're doing here. That's the purpose. Just like I said with the thinkers, we have to create our own kind of circle of this is us. And that's what I want it to be over here. Not only with we got content podcast, but also the North Star podcast. If you like we got content podcast and you like the North Star podcast and yeah, represent, be over here with us. So yeah, it's about to get real serious people. Um but uh you are listening to the we got content podcast. This is another episode. I appreciate everybody for rocking with us and I'll see you again. Next week.